This is Leslie. And this is Liam, and we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode will bring someone new to the table to plant a foundational seed on how to grow our wealth and unlock our ideal lifestyles. We are so, so glad you're here. And today's guest is Lizzie Asandu, based in Dallas. And we're so excited to have her on the show because she's actually the founder of her own fashion line and uh, personal shopping boutique, EO & Co. And she's going to give us some incredible insights on fashion in general and aligning that to balance within your financial life. Lizzie, I wanted to ask, you know, our podcast is focused on planting the seed and helping trade that money stress for real happiness. What does happiness mean to you and how are you using finances to get there? To answer your initial question of what happiness means to me and how I plan on getting there financially, for me, it is being stress-free and truly being at peace. So essentially Mm. others would look at it as like living your best life. And I just think that when you have fully achieved peace, that's when you are at your most pure happiness. So some different ways in which I am trying to achieve and walk in that path in my daily life is to go towards Mm -hmm. multiple streams of income. So my Main job, which is my livelihood, working at IBM, that's my main source of income that pays the bills and things of that nature. And then the additional comes from my business, pouring back into it so that that can cycle out. And then also, since my YouTube channel is monetized, any social media promotions that I do via there. And then recently, I actually got into stock. So that's something that I'm pretty excited to discuss throughout this conversation. Wow. I love that. And also, can I just say that intro, Lizzie, you need to add pitching yourself to your like skills arsenal or your product (laughs) offering or whatever, because that was like the best. Right? Like, I feel like I need to read you my resume and have Lizzie look over oh, you guys are so sweet. Um, no, seriously. But I, I love that answer to our to our question. I'm so glad you're here to weigh in, specifically having that, you know, YouTube experience, that um, personal image consulting experience with EO & Co. Because today we actually had a listener submit a question, um, and I'll read it out to you. They asked, Why do you think it's so hard to let go of the idea of retail therapy? How can we, and especially myself as a woman, get rid of this urge? It's getting in the way of my other goals. Um, I feel like I say this every episode, but this really resonated with me. So (laughs) I am so eager to hear, like, what are your initial thoughts, reactions to, to this submitted question? Well, one, I would like for that listener who submitted that question to know that she is not alone. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. there are so many people who have this difficulty with retail therapy. I think first and foremost, why it's so hard to let go of the idea of retail therapy is the idea of seeing the end result. So as we're online Mm. shopping or we are shopping in person, we have this envision of what the mannequin looked like or what the model online looked like and how we would then be perceived in there. Um, Unfortunately, spending money is not the fun part, but envisioning yourself as that model on display is often why people have that urge to buy. And it's 
a really good question, but kind of strange complex during this global pandemic where no one's really going anywhere. So the question Mm. of where are you planning to wear this to is in play, yet all of the e-commerce sales have actually been going up. So although people are not going anywhere, they're able to still have this sense of urge to buy things and they're planning on, oh, I'm just going to wear this in 2021. Oh, I'm just going to start shopping for the winter. Or they're thinking if they have a fitness goal, maybe they want to be like a perfect size six. So they're like, okay, if I buy this dress now, that'll push me to hit the gym a little bit harder. So I think overall, Mm. just envisioning themselves in that end result is what pushes people towards retail therapy. Mm. Really good point. And I I would almost challenge this listener and ask, and Lizzie, I'd like to hear your opinion on this as well. And and Leslie, why does this listener feel they need to get rid of that urge? In our, if we go back to our favorite thing to talk about, Leslie, budgeting, right? <laughs> maybe this actually brings them real happiness. So maybe how they le- can leverage their finances is to accommodate for this splurge elsewhere in their lifestyle, right? I was having a conversation recently, um, and it's actually part of the real growth moment that we're going to share on this episode. <laughs> Oh but, no, preview. But just just the way, yeah, spoiler alert, but the way that you can allocate your budget. So maybe you love retail. Maybe you want all of the newest clothes, the newest fashions, right? But why not allow yourself to to feel that value if it is bringing you value and maybe just spend less on cabs and Ubers and Lyfts or spend less on going out to eat, right? I think there are ways where we can kind of accommodate and and mitigate costs in other areas. Mm, Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Liam. And I like how you kind of aligned to the values of if you're really into fashion, if you're, you know, a fashion vlogger like Lizzie, who, by the way, if you don't follow her on Instagram yet, you're, you're missing out completely. <laughs> um, but if, if that's really your jam, then there's absolutely no problem with that by any means. And we can build that into what you do from a financial standpoint. I think for me and Lizzie, I'd be really curious to hear your thoughts on this, but yeah. the idea of retail therapy just the name itself kind of like makes my skin crawl a little bit because I think it relates to how a lot of people and particularly women, and I'll even speak about myself, have equated like our ability to feel good about ourselves by our ability to buy things. And I I run into this quite a bit in my, you know, TJ Maxx excursions, as Liam knows very well, where I'll like, (laughs) I need a candle, I need a new planner, I need a new pair of jeans. And you kind of do have that short term, to your point, Lizzie, like short term gratification. But is it truly therapy? I mean, is it like a, a interest in clothing and fashion? Or are you trying to use material things to in some way kind of fill a void that actually should be addressed through other means. I don't know if that's too philosophical. I love the philosophical route. Mm -hmm. And I really like um, Liam's point that, is it such a bad thing? Mm -hmm. Like really thinking to yourself, is it such a bad thing? Why is it that we have this guilty complex in our mind whenever we do spend money in those regards? And I would say a little over a year ago, I got a financial advisor and we would discuss my budgeting. 
And she would ask me Mm -hmm. like, what are, you know, what are, what do you do on a daily? What are things that matter to you? And apart from, of course, going into the office, going to work, I was telling her like, I really love meeting new people, networking and traveling. Like, I think those are my niches. And so when it comes to outings, networking events, you know, I need Mm -hmm. to know what I'm going to wear. And then when it comes to travel, Mm -hmm. traveling, whether we're going on like a beach type of location, or if we're traveling to a new city and maybe it's Chicago, we got to be bundled up. I enjoy the idea of like, okay, what am I going to wear? Where are we going to go? And so she was like, okay, maybe you need to start allocating a budget specifically towards travel flights, allocate Mm -hmm. a budget specifically towards, you know, the different outfits you're going to wear. Um, how much do you spend on hair a month and things like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that could yeah. really ease someone's guilty mindset so that they feel like I have allocated the right to be able to spend money in these areas. And <clears throat> excuse me. And oh, if I stay within that budget, then I shouldn't feel bad about it. Um, to Leslie, your point of, is this a deeper complex of, um, you know, pouring into material items to then feel this instant gratification of feeling worthy? I think that Mm. I agree that women as a whole, stereotypically, we do as much as we may not want to claim, we Mm -hmm. do find some type of gratification in the way the clothes make us feel when we're in it and the compliments we may receive while we're wearing it. And so while by, by wearing it, kind of like this social media push, if someone's thinking, well, when I wear this dress, I have to get a bomb picture. And then when they post it and all their friends are, you know, so supportive, dying for them in the comments, that fills them up and gives them this high that they are worthy. But then they also feel like, oh, I already took a picture in it. I can't wear it again. So then you have to ask yourself, okay, if you're going to spend that much money on the outfit, is it versatile enough to where you can recycle it? Or is it going to be a one-time wear? Mm-hmm. There, wow. There, these considerations are blowing my mind. <laughs> We've all been there. But I, yeah. I feel like we really planted the seed here. And, and I want to make sure our listeners know how the seed could blossom and grow and otherwise inspire their own wealth journey. So what are our actionable takeaways here to help these seeds become plants? Ooh, I, I'll start off and then I'll kick it over to Lizzie to see if there's anything she would recommend. But mm. um, I really love her point just now about longevity and not shaming yourself by any means, by any means. But when thinking about longevity and thinking about retail, whether it is clothing or anything else, really baking in the idea that this is something that's not just going to make me feel good when I click on it and when I click purchase. It's something that's going to make me feel good for the long run. So think about longevity whenever you do have those urges to make sure that it's truly part of a bigger picture and not just a, you know, frantic coronavirus shopping spree on Amazon. (laughs) I highly agree. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with the longevity mindset. Speaking on that, um, it's kind of ironic we're having this discussion today because my friends and I, we actually just put in this really large order for um, new sneakers. Not that we're going anywhere and actually need to wear them, but um, (laughs) we found a plug in which we are able to all receive like a really valuable discount. So 
So we were like, okay, great. Like each person can get like, you know, two to four pairs of new, you know, shoes to wear and stuff. And so we just made that big purchase, but I'm the type of person when my friend had reached out, she was like, Hey, I don't want to put any pressure on you to spend this money, but are you interested on, you know, the more people that are in on it, the bigger the discount can be. And I was like, I definitely appreciate the boundaries that you've explained initially and upfront. So I don't feel pressure, but also I like to meditate on something before I make the purchase. So if mm. I had already been thinking in my mind to purchase these exact shoes since April, I don't look at it as a big deal to purchase it now that I have the resources, the time available to make that purchase here in July. But if this was something that I had not thought about and it was almost like an in- impulse buy, then I would start feeling that guilty complex. So I often try to, as an actionable step, hopefully the listeners can take this away and see if this works for them. I will put my money straight into my savings because I know it's going to take about three business days to transfer over or I'll have to physically go into the bank to transfer it. But if I hide my money from me, then I literally don't have the access to the resource for an impulse buy. But also if I meditate on the item long enough, then I will feel less guilty because I knew in my mind, you know, months in advance, that was something that I was planning on purchasing. Mm. Yeah. And right into my takeaway, good segue is budget for it. If it's something that brings you fulfillment. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sad to wrap this topic for now. I want to take a moment to celebrate an incredible real growth moment from another one of our listeners, Ooh. Jared in New Jersey. And hey, I was actually chatting with Jared and um, Jared went back and forth and was Instagramming us and said that Jared said, seeds, I, <laughs> I spent about a hundred dollars on just my food tonight for dinner, but I'm okay with it because you taught me how to allocate my budget. I've been very great this month about spending in other areas and I deserved this birthday dinner. So Jared had a great triple digit expense birthday dinner that he felt okay with doing. It was guilt-free for him. For good Jared. That's honestly, I mean, I'm biased, but I feel like that's one of the best real growth moments that I've heard because it's, it's every day. It's everyday people. It's not just Lizzie, not just Jared, not just Liam and I building and beginning our wealth journeys in real time. So listeners, so great to hear. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'd love to continue hearing about your challenges and your growth moments. Yeah, glad you mentioned that. Go to the link in our Seeds podcast description or DM us on Instagram like Jared did or Twitter (laughs) to share your experiences with us. We'd love to help you achieve your goals and celebrate you when you do. We can't wait to be part of that journey. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to Seeds to stay up to date with the community as we collectively pursue happiness. And lastly, big shout out to Lizzie for joining us today on the topic of retail therapy. Lizzie, always love chatting with you. Where can listeners follow up with you and keep up with your journey? Yeah, no, thank you both for this opportunity. And, um, I would love for the conversation to continue. Um, The listeners can follow me via Instagram. My personal Instagram is Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-Y underscore Asandu. That's O-S-O-N-D-U. Or you can follow my business page directly via Instagram. 
which is elizabetho.co. And then my website is elizabetho.co rather than .com. Um, and then on Twitter, my personal page is Lizzie No underscore McGuire. <laughs> Don't ask about it. But um, <laughs> then my business page is Elizabeth O underscore Co. Love it. Go seriously type in those uh, handles. Yes. <laughs> and in the meantime, team. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your week. Go win this Wednesday and we will talk to you soon.